Welcome to episode 180 of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. The last time we came to you with an episode was Friday. A lot, a lot, a lot has happened since then. We or I went to Giants Fan Fest on Friday. That occurred. There was the Talking Giants pregame slash tailgate slash live show. Um, then there was obviously the uh, blue versus white scrimmage. Then off day Saturday. Then Alex and I did our giant take training camp experience from on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Went to camp all three days. Had probably the biggest moments of our giant take podcast career history, whatever you want to call it, and which we'll get into later. The Giants happened to play a football game, a real football game against the New England Patriots, our first preseason game. That's coming up tomorrow. I'm recording this Wednesday morning. So we got to talk about that too. Oh my God, it's a packed episode today. So please get ready, stay tuned. Um, and we we appreciate you listening as well as you, if you've been keeping up daily on the Giant Take YouTube channel with our daily uploads and of YouTube clips from training camp as well as the daily videos of recapping each day of training camp, which will resume um, probably the next day, which I think is Sunday, the last open day. And we're hoping to keep them going if we're able to get enough news from the media sources and the reporters during, you know, when, when training camp is then closed to fans, we can still hopefully do those recaps if we get enough news. If not, you know, it'll stop on Sunday, but we're going to keep going as long as we can with the YouTube content. And also if you're following us at the giant take pod, Twitter and TikTok, those are the two big ones right now on social media, Instagram and Facebook too. But thank you so much there. Alex, my co-host, my friend, my partner, had a a uh, a wild couple few days here. How you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, Monday was crazy. We'll get to it in a little bit. Uh, Monday was nuts, uh, but it was a ton of fun all three days. Uh, maybe the practices weren't as fun certain days, but uh, I certainly had a lot of fun uh, talking with people, and it was just nice to see the whole Giants community come out together and uh, you know and and talk Giants, watch Giants. Uh, however bad we may be, but it was certainly exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely was exciting. We were, I was able to see, um, you know, a lot of the Giants community come out to the tailgate. Of course, I missed Nick Gates coming right in the beginning. I came right after he got there, but he showed up. I know for a few minutes. Um, we had Ah Ah Stapleton, um, <laughs> a Giants reporter, as well as Jordan Ronan, come out and talk with the guys there. I saw both of them. Nick Filato, Dan Schneier of Big Blue Banter were also at the at a Giants Fan Fest. The Hub, um, Alex and Luca from Big Blue in the Bronx. I'm trying to think who else was there. Danny King was there. Nikki Snacks was there. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? License Plate Guy, obviously. The Entertainer was there as well doing the content. She Got Sports was there doing her content. There a bunch of people. Um, it was a really fun tailgate. Now, the blue versus white scrimmage wasn't as fun, but uh, <laughs> the tailgate before getting into MetLife Stadium was a really good time. If you know, and if you went when Joe Judge was there, it was a very, very boring training, uh, very, very boring fan fest when it comes to drills wise because they didn't really do anything. So I guess Brian Dable, Joe Shane, and the Giants tried to change that this year by doing the scrimmage, which was a really great idea if the Giants were actually good on offense. And um, instead, it kind of angered us as Giants fans. So I guess. We can get to that now. Uh, the offense and Daniel Jones looked equally bad, missing throws. There was a throw that went viral 
on Twitter, Daniel Jones just completely missing a throw out of bounds. I believe the throw went, but yards away from his wide receiver. And I want to say that I it was early. It's early in training camp, and some throws are going to be there, some throws aren't. But as we get later into this episode, and we talk about more on what we saw on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'll give you a little hint here. It's more of the same um, from what we've been seeing in Daniel Jones throughout training camp, which is not a good sign at all. Um, he just has been inconsistent. And then going to the worst part of Giants Fan Fest, the part that kind of broke everyone's heart there, um, our fifth round pick, I want to say, of this last NFL draft in 2022, Marcus McKeithen, um, guard slash our hopeful swing tackle for the Giants um, out of North Carolina, tore his ACL um, immediately on the MetLife turf, might I add. A non-contact injury went straight to the ground. Giants immediately got the card out for precautionary, I assume, issues. Just you know, just in case something were to happen, unless they knew immediately. And uh, by the next day, by Saturday, we got the info that he tore his ACL, meaning the Giants are extremely thin at the offensive swing tackle position. And it's a big loss, and I feel really bad for Marcus McKeithen, especially when you're a rookie and you're with the team, and this is a really exciting rookie season for you, and you you tear your ACL, and non, again, non-contact in FanFest when it's supposed to be celebrating the New York Giants and said we're saddened by an injury. Um, you know, this is supposed to be fun, right? It's a scrimmage. It's getting the fans involved, getting the players excited to see all the fans involved at MetLife. It's your first time in MetLife. Yeah, it's just it's just sad stuff. So I want to stop talking about it now because I can go on forever. But um, just sucks for Marcus McKeithen. Yeah, it certainly was uh, upsetting. I wasn't there, but uh, certainly upsetting just seeing it on Twitter and all that. Uh, and it certainly is going to hurt our guard depth slash tackle depth going forward. And you'll see that in some of the moves that the Giants made uh, later, uh, after fan fest, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I guess let's go to training camp now. Uh, so we'll start with day eight, which is the first day Sunday that we were there, uh, day one for us, day eight for, uh, the giants, I guess, or open training camp. Uh, we were both together. It was a lot of fun, but there was a lot of prolonged run plays. It was just a lot of running, running, running Brian Dable before the, um, before the practice, actually, we saw this all on Twitter while we we're sitting there. We're like, oh, no. Uh, he spoke of more intensity and in sprinting at practice, which we didn't really see besides the full field sprints after a set of plays from each team during the 11-on-11s. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, he, he made it seem like they were going to run sprints after every single play. And then they did it like after every five or ten plays. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of weird. Uh, it was like he said something in the press conference and then it just didn't go through uh, when he got onto the practice field. Yeah, no, I agree, Alex. I mean, I, I think we were, no, we weren't thinking Joe Judge like screaming at you, go run a lap type deal. But when when you say intensity and, and you say like, oh, we're, we're, we're looking to lock in here, didn't really see that much. I mean, the, the practice, yes, it was run heavy, so it wasn't as exciting for us fans and and, uh, you know, especially for the podcast and we want to cover the team on social media and, and here, you know, we, we want exciting deep ball throws or, or long runs. But running the ball especially sucks when, first of all, the defense knows you're running the ball. So the defense is going to adjust. And with Wink Martindale's system, it's blitz heavy. So it's already like shutting down the run. That's what blitz really does. And then you have 
uh, Saquon Barkley or Antonio Williams or Deshaun Corbin or Matt Breida, whoever's running the ball, they can't get tackled because there's no tackling. And so they're just running and it's like they go two yards and they get touched and they just keep it. It's so boring. It's like you can't really run the ball in training camp because it's just you don't actually see the guy get tackled and he won't break any tackles either. The the biggest run It's just not the same intensity. It's just not the same intensity whatsoever. Yeah, I think the biggest run thing we saw, Alex, was was it Monday when Saquon Barkley had the truck, which then went viral on Twitter as well. I saw in a clip. That was like the biggest thing out of running that we saw all three days. Yeah, I, I that was certainly like the biggest thing I'd say in terms of running the football. Uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about what Dable said on Sunday morning. So he did say he anticipates everyone playing in the first preseason game. Uh, how much is still to be determined? Uh, he said it will be on an individual basis, basically meaning not everyone, including the injuries, but everyone on the first team. And it sounds like our starters will play. Uh, we don't know how much, but at least, you know, a series against the Patriots. That's uh, going to be fun to see, hopefully. Uh, maybe not so fun to see, probably scary. But anyway, uh, he also mentioned defensive line coach Andre Patterson will be back sooner than later, but he's still working through some things medically. Uh, assistant defensive line coach Brian Cox continues to lead that position group. A little bit weird there, obviously, uh, you know, something must be going on behind the scenes there. So hopefully everything gets better for Patterson. But uh, again, kind of a weird situation there that's just continuing uh, for the Giants defensive line coach. Yeah, and uh, getting into practice more specifically now, we had Ben Bredesen uh, took the guard spot on the second team and the third team. He was taking reps at both uh, for the Giants with the injured Marcus McKeithen going down at FanFest. John Feliciano started at center. No uh, issues, it seems, with dehydration or um, you know exhaustion, whatever was going on there. Darius Lee in the Giants wide receiver, who's you know on the cusp of making this 53-man roster, according to everyone except Alex uh, and like maybe three other people, um, was running with the second team on Sunday. Kayvon Thibodeau had a really good day, and overall three days when we were there, I would say mostly day eight and day nine, meaning Sunday and Monday, uh, stood out as day ten was really slow. Um, but he was in the backfield for a sack. Uh, I just had that. I have that in quotes here on our outline because, like, a sack you can't sack the quarterback. If you even touch the quarterback, you know you get Wink Martindale got yelled at by Brian Dable like a week ago because one of his guys like happened to go into the quarterback and they kind of had a little discussion there. So Dable, do not hit my quarterback is what he likes to say, um, and I, it makes sense. You don't want to injure the quarterback. That's why they wear the red jersey in training camp. Um, but yes, Kayvon Thibodeau is in the backfield backfield frequently during eleven on eleven team drills. Um, and we'll get into day, day nine and day 10 soon. I was just adding that in there to uh, speak on Kayvon Thibodeau as a whole, as I'm sure many, many Giants fans listening want to know how our pick five uh, in this year's draft is doing so far. And I would say before we move on a little bit, Darius Slayton looked very good throughout all three days as well. I know as much as people hate on him, maybe I'm even a bit biased, but I thought he looked pretty good. I had a good t- connection with Tyrod Taylor uh, throughout the the uh, practices that we were at. But anyway, not that that's important. Uh, Jordan Aikens had a touchdown catch from Tyrod Taylor uh, and then had an awful drop like two plays later. Uh, So that was something to note. I guess let's talk about the Giants tight end room because we saw Bellinger take tight end one reps. We saw Chris Myrak take tight end one reps. We saw Jordan Aikens take tight end one reps. What do you think that room is going to look like? 
Um, we'll get to it a little bit later, but obviously Andre Miller went down and might not make the roster now, but we'll talk about that a little bit later more in the fullback discussion. But what do you think this room's going to look like? If I had to guess, obviously Ricky Seals-Jones has just disappeared now. Uh, injury, it looks like injury-related, but we don't really know what's happening with him. Um, so it's like, what exactly is going to happen with the tight end room? If I were to guess, it's going to be Bellinger, uh, Aikens and Myrak, the three guys I've mentioned so far. Yeah, Alex. So the Giants unofficial depth chart, which we'll also get to later, did come out. You can't read too much into that, though. It, it really is just for the media that the coaches put out from time to time throughout training camp. I think, as we know, the Giants are going to roll with three. Uh, you know, uh, Brian Dables, Mike Kafka's offensive system uses them frequently having them move to the outside. We've seen Bellinger like that. We've seen Austin Allen do that. I think there's a chance that Allen could make the roster. Um, you know, that's definitely a possibility. The thing is though, Bellinger's a number one. He's hundred percent go. He's our number one starter. And then past that point, it's like really questionable. How do you go from there? And Hmm. I think I'm just going to have to agree with you. I think after um, after Daniel Bellinger, Jordan Akins, and Chris Myrick, I have making the roster there um, for the New York Giants at the tight end position. It just makes the most sense. But again, if there's shakeups and there's other people that do make the roster ahead of those guys, I wouldn't be surprised either. It's a very questionable position right now for the Giants behind Daniel Bellinger. So really, who's backing up Bellinger is, a, is the true question. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that makes sense. Uh, I think that's probably how it's going to end up. But obviously, a lot of time left in training camp also. So uh, don't rush to judgments too quickly, I'd say. Uh, moving on next, I guess we'll talk about the termination of Matt Gano's contract. Uh, so he uh, was cut. Uh, he was on the left exempt whatever list, uh, and he was officially cut. And uh, the Giants ended up signing offense tackle Eric Smith as his replacement Smith. 6'4", 308 pounds, entered the NFL as a rookie free agent uh, with the Miami Dolphins in 2017. He was then with the New England uh, Patriots and the Jets before the Giants acquired him off waivers on September 1st, 2019, where he then uh, played two games for the Giants. I don't really have much to say. doesn't really have much to go by with Smith, but uh, I guess bringing more bodies in for camp can never be a bad thing. I, I guess that's pretty much it for day eight. Nothing else really happened. Like you said, it was a, a really slow day. Uh, only three pass plays, actually, funny enough. Uh, so that that's something to keep into account there. But day nine. Day nine, Monday. It was crazy. I mean, Josh, do you want to get into it? I'll, I'll let you go and talk about it because I, I feel like I don't know why. I'm just going to let you talk about it. So I can, I can listen to it and sink in. <laughs> I wasn't even there yet, Alex. I was still just going to say what you basically summed up about Eric Smith. Probably won't make the roster. You just have to have these guys so you can actually have your position players play in their right position by getting Eric Smith. What do I mean by that? Well, our our guard right now that we picked Josh Azudu in the third round of this year's draft was playing at swing tackle. Well, by signing Eric Smith, you can actually have him play his true position guard during training camp and the preseason while Eric Smith plays that tackle position. And, um, you know, it works out in the end of things. You need to have enough for the first team, second team, third team. And by signing Eric Smith, you get that. Matt Gano, as we know, was considering retirement. I don't know if we officially got that statement from him, but obviously the Giants aren't going to wait for it because it does. I don't blame them. I mean, they can't just sit there and like, I know it doesn't take up a spot, but 
there's no reason to pay him for debating retirement. Um, so yeah. Okay. Yes. August 8th, 2022 day nine of giants training camp day two for us being there together. Um, as I put here, the greatest day in the giant take podcast history. Um, it starts off not, you know, we're going to, I, I made this outline in chronological order of how really the day went for us. So I don't want to fully bring in all of what happened with us. We're a Giants podcast, so we're still going to give you the Giants news. That's what we're here for, and that's what we're going to start out with. So we'll, we'll update you on what happened there. First of all, Robert Foster, the wide receiver for the Giants, um, was in a red no-contact jersey on Sunday. Monday was not. Good sign there. Andrew Thomas had an ankle injury, little scare on Sunday, was kind of wobbling on it. Uh, but on Monday, no red jersey. Good. Big 11 on 11 team drills passing day for all three quarterbacks. So they came out running the ball heavy on Sunday, bounced completely opposite of that way on Monday. It was heavy. It was big. It was explosive. The Giants offense, it was pass heavy, I would even say, on Monday. Yes, there were runs here and there, but Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Davis Webb working up and down the field, getting some 40, 50-yard deep throws even um, in there. Jones having... A few interceptions. Um, so again, like I said, what I talked about at FanFest when we brought that up earlier in the episode, it's more of the same here. Overthrows and drops by wide receivers. The drop mainly that I remember was by first-round pick Darius Tony, which kind of went right through his hands. Um, the interceptions that I remember was a very good read by safety Xavier McKinney for an interception, and then a really bad throw, which happened to be picked up by Dory Jackson. And you're going to hear Dory Jackson's name, I think, again in this episode. And if you are if you don't, I'm just going to say it now so I remember to put this in there. Dory Jackson having a very good training camp so far. I'm going to stop now. I hope, Alex, you've settled in, you've gotten ready, and uh, you're ready to take over from here for a little bit. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, so after that, uh, Tyrod Taylor came out, obviously, with the second team. He had some really good throws around the field, connected with Darius Slayton deep, uh, which he then did again. Uh, yesterday or day or Tuesday. Um, so he and Darius Slayton seem to have the best connection on the second team. But then that's when the craziness happened. So we had a few fights, a few brawls, whatever you want to say. So I'll read a few tweets uh, describing what happened, and then we'll talk um, a little bit more about it after. But so the Giants practice is just getting crazy. This is from Jordan Ronon. Begins after Saquon Barkley lowers shoulder on Aaron Robinson. Uh, this was like the crazy clip that everyone was sharing that he absolutely trucked him. Um, next two plays involved a scuffle. O-line coach Bobby Johnson got involved, pushing uh, outside linebacker Cam Brown, John Feliciano, and Brown threw straight haymakers at each other with helmets on. Uh, and Dan Duggan said it started with John Feliciano and Tate Crowder. Cam Brown dragged Feliciano out of the scrum. And offensive line coach Bobby Johnson pushed Brown. Then Feliciano punched Brown in the head. Never seen a coach do that to a player. Um, and Art Stapleton also said, all hell just broke loose at Giants camp during team periods. You could see the physicality ready to boil over just did. Um, it was certainly interesting, I would say, uh, what happened there. Bobby Johnson would end up apologizing Tuesday morning and spoke to the media addressing the situation, saying Brian Dable told him that that was not acceptable. John Feliciano and Tate Crowder stood together and waved to Giants fans on Tuesday morning during training camp as well, kind of reconcile uh, a reconciliation effort uh, after the fight. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, they just 
jumped at each other. Um, basically, if I remember the uh, the course of events, I mean, I was I was video. We'll talk about. It. I was obviously videoing it, but um, it was basically Tay Crowder, John Feliciano, and then you could see John Feliciano get dragged out of the pile like a dead soldier by Cam Brown. Uh, what, what was his name? Bobby Johnson like pushing Cam Brown and then John Feliciano just coming up and trying to punch uh, Tay Crowder again. It was just nuts um, what was happening. And uh, it happened a couple times. There was like one smaller one in the beginning and then a bigger one in the the second time. And then there was even one like tiny, one more that was tiny in that big one. Um, it, it was just crazy. A lot of fights, a lot of, uh, I guess, anger boiling over. Um, but it was certainly uh, an interesting experience to be there and watch it live. And if you've seen, I would say, the picture heard around Giants Twitter, um, it, it's out there if you want to look it up. The the picture that I don't know who shot it. I think it was maybe someone from the New York Post. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but it was an amazing photo capturing the live dragging of John Feliciano, where it looks like he's literally, like you said, a fallen soldier or someone who just passed out. It looks like he's like asleep and just getting dragged. Um, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, th- yeah. So I, I not really much to add more besides the, the picture really describes it all because it shows you visually, um, just, but besides that, there's also some other stuff that, that, uh, shows you visually, including some videos, uh, on the giant take <laughs> Twitter, YouTube channel, uh, TikTok, Instagram, it's really everywhere. Um, and when I say everywhere, I mean, everywhere, I mean, articles, I mean, news stories, and um, I guess that's where we can get into now why I say the biggest uh, day in Giant Take history. We're going to talk about, we talked about the Giants so far, we're going to talk about us a little bit, and uh, the podcast, and where it went from here. So, we got in the car on the way home from training camp that day, um, and got a DM from uh, one of one of our, I guess, listeners or followers, and we really appreciate that. Um, literally DMing us on the Giant Take account, saying, "Yo, just saw your uh, clip on the herd with Colin Coward on FS1. Um, just wanted to let you know." We were like, "What? What are you talking about? There's no way." So Alex is able to go on the Fox Sports app and kind of replay the video. And now we're waiting, we're waiting, we're watching the first 10 minutes of The Herd. And we find Daniel, he's talking about Daniel Jones and Tua, Tonga Vailoa, of the Dolphins and how they've improved or not improved since the draft. Weird topic, but whatever it is, we see our clip of Daniel Jones' incompletion to, I want to say, Wandell Robinson, one of the worst incompletion clips we had of the day i mean they they could have used it was the probably our it was probably our worst clip because it was it was probably the most fuzzy it was probably the worst example of how bad daniel jones was that day they could have chosen either the interceptions another one of the drops like there were so many other options and they chose that one i mean it's funny um i mean we'll take it right i mean <laughs> it was so extremely cool but i just found it hilarious when they showed that clip i was like so confused as much as it was like excitement, like, oh my God, they just showed our clip. It was like, why did they show that clip? Um, so it was <laughs> certainly funny. But uh, yeah, so if you want to check that out, like, again, that's also on our social medias too. I, I posted it there um, of our little appearance on the herd with Colin Coward. So that was super exciting. We also then uh, noticed that our, 
our clip wasn't just getting on the herd, but it was getting on many articles and YouTube channels as well. If you see videos on YouTube uh, talking about the fight, it's our clip playing in the background. If you go to articles on, what is it, Alex? Giants, uh, Giants Wire, Yahoo Sports. I know Elite Sports New York had it and, and a couple other ones as well. The, lo- the largest uh, um, like Serbian? newspaper Serbia, like the largest newspaper, uh, newspaper like uh, network in Serbia had it. I don't know why they're covering the Giants, but hey, we'll take it. Um, AOL for those old school people. I mean, it, it was really? just crazy. Yeah, AOL, it was on AOL. I don't know if you huh. saw that. I did oh not. Yeah, um, for those so- old school email folks, you know. <laughs> so it was on AOL, AOL as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm working, by the way, at this time, we got home, I went to work, and I'm just like finding these articles at work. I'm like, oh, my God, it's crazy. And then I get a DM. <laughs> I get a DM from the sports producer at ABC7 Eyewitness News New York saying, hey, hoping to roll your clip during the sports hour at 6 p.m., the nightly news. You know, can we roll it? I was like, are you kidding me? Yes, you could roll it. So our clip um, was talked about and used multiple, actually. I think they used like two of them, Alex, uh, that you posted um, of the Giants fight at training camp. And, um, you know, super exciting stuff. We were on the nightly news of ABC7, Eyewitness News New York. So again, that's also on the social medias too, if you want to see that clip. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I'm sorry, I have to say, unfortunately, we were tagged at the Giants take pod. And, you know, the common mistake, the common mistake, it's the giant, giant take pod, which honestly, I didn't even get for the first 20 episodes. Alex came up with the name. I, I said, welcome to the Giants take podcast for like the first 20 episodes until he finally got it in my brain and yelled at me so much. At like, Josh, stop saying that. <laughs> so it's a common mistake. But um, still. Our, I guess, second clip of of TV appearance happened later that night. And I mean, yeah, at at that point, I was like sitting at eight o'clock and I was like, what a day. What like what What a day day. for us. What a day for content. Um, Yeah, I mean, we were on the uh, New York Post and SNY YouTube channel. They had a a video out talking about the fight. I mean, it was just crazy uh, in general, like turning on ABC, like, you know, local news channel, obviously here in New York. um, And it was really... It was really cool. And even some of our clips just going viral on Twitter. I think our Xavier McKinney interception almost has 100K views. Like it, it was just, uh, it was it was certainly an exciting day. Yeah, it does. Look at it. Really? It's crazy. Yeah, it does. And it's right. like, uh, it, I think it's like 80 or 90,000 now. Um, oh, but And it's, um, but yeah, that was crazy. Other clips and all that going, you know, viral as well. So it was really it was a really good day for us, and uh, it was definitely like one of those days. Like, damn, you know, this hard work has finally paid off. Um, and you know, it was uh, it was a really it was a really fun day for us, also. And also, I sang also eighty seven times. We uh, got to meet obviously with the autograph sessions that they had at Giants training camp. Uh, we got to meet Joe Morris. Literally, um, was, what a day. I mean, that was the first yeah. thing we started out. We got there. We got online. My dad met Joe Morris, who's like literally like his idol growing up, sent a letter yeah. to him when he was younger <laughs> and he got back to him with like a signed football or a signed uh, something. And, um, you know, my dad was able to meet him, which is a super cool moment. He for was him. so happy. He was so we excited. Were, <laughs> he, was, he was really happy. We were able to meet him. 
And that's how our day started off. That was like the first thing that morning at 9 a.m. We met Joe Morris and then just went yeah. from there. So like yeah. really a whole and, and day then, experience. And then the next morning we got to meet uh, Sean Williams, which was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but both those guys are really nice people, by the yes. way. You know, you don't not all former football players, not all football players, are always the friendliest to fans and stuff like that. But both of those guys were really uh, nice, gracious people. So uh, certainly appreciated talking to them. And we were uh, very close to the front of the line both times. So I think that was uh, fun too. Not for anyone who's interested, who's not. Uh, it was just a random comment. I just wanted to say it. We're at the so, front of the line. <laughs> so what Alex was uh, was going to was he kind of said basically, you know, that, that day we kind of took it in. We're like, after all this hard work, like, you know, we, we kind of had that day where like we made it. We got, we got to this point. That doesn't mean we're going to stop though. We're going to keep going, keep giving you the content and, um, with that being said, I know it's fun talking about us and all, and I know you love hearing about us, I'm sure, but uh, enough talking about us. No one cares. Let's get back to the Giants, <laughs> and uh, we can talk about Daniel Jones had, that, had a really, really bad day in day nine um, on Monday. Bobby Skinner, who's been you know keeping his completions down, ha- he went, said he went five for 16 with two interceptions and two drops by Kadarius Toney. Um, there would be a lot of sacks, a really bad day for the passing offense of the Giants. Um, and it even became worse as the wide receiver, tight end, running back, fullback, uh, Andre Miller, unfortunately broke his forearm. Sounds like a really bad injury. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the one positive sign was that Evan Neal kind of looked back up to speed compared to Sunday where we thought he was pretty slow off the line. Um, and I guess that wraps up our our coverage for day nine, a very long coverage of day nine yeah day nine was certainly crazy um but i guess from a giant standpoint day what, what day 10 oh my god it's it's so hard keeping track of these days day nine day 10 but uh day 10 was certainly much quieter i guess you can say um in, in terms of news in terms of things that happened in the morning we found out that mike kafka is going to call plays in the preseason opener versus the patriots on thursday night so if you're interested in that I guess uh, that's, you know, I kind of thought that was expected at this point. I do think Mike Kafka is going to call plays. I think Brian Dable's kind of just going to oversee the team. Um, the Giants released their first unofficial depth chart. Not a big deal. Don't read too much into it, but I will kind of say uh, the key points on it. Um, so starting out uh, outside receivers are Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney uh, with Darius Slayton as the backup. Starting slot is Wandell Robinson with Richie James as the backup. Um, starting offensive line, Shane Lemieux is the starting left guard with Josh Azudu backing him up. Uh, Jamil Douglas is the backup center, despite Ben Bredesen, uh, you know, his run at center a little bit as well. Uh, running back, Gary Brightwell uh, is running back three over Antonio Williams, you know, Jeremiah Hall, Deshaun Corbin, all those guys. So that's uh, an interesting bit there. Tight end, uh, it was Bellinger, Myrak, Andre Miller, Jordan Akins uh, in that order. Obviously, I think Jordan Akins is probably going to overtake him there. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Justin Ellis over uh, DJ Davidson at nose tackle. Uh, defensive end. Okay, defensive end is fairly interesting as well. Uh, so we've got Kayvon uh, uh, Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari as the starters with O'Shane Zimenez and Jihad Ward as the backups. And then followed by them is Ellerson Smith and Quincy Roche. So interesting there that Quincy Roche has fallen 
uh, so far in the depth chart. Ellerson Smith has had a poor camp, so that's not surprising, or at least not the best camp. Middle linebacker, uh, the backup here is uh, Carter Coughlin. Uh, it's Tay Crowder and Blake Martinez as the starters. Carter Coughlin, Darian Beavers as the backup with Micah McFadden actually behind them. So interesting. Beavers uh, is uh, outplaying McFadden, I guess, so far in training camp, if you see it that way. Starting corners, uh, Adoree Jackson, and Aaron Robinson, with the backups being uh, with the backup being Radarius Williams uh, is the backup outside. Uh, Nickel, uh, Darnay Holmes is started with Cordell Flott as the backup to be expected. Uh, at safety, we got Julian Love and Xavier McKinney uh, with Dane Belton and Andrew Adams being the backups. So. Uh, interesting there. You could say Andrew Adams seems to be that fourth guy out of the big three, uh, if you want to say it that way. So that's pretty much it for the, uh, for the, what do you, what do you call it? The first unofficial roster thing. I mean, depth chart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't take too much from it. I think it's more of a media thing, so I wouldn't worry too much about it, but those are some of the interesting things that I pointed out there. And uh, another interesting thing, the Giants worked out, I think this is probably two days old now, or over a day old at least, Giants worked out tackle Vidal Alexander and center Braden uh, Patton today. It's not today, it's over a day ago now, but uh, via Aaron, per Aaron Wilson NFL, via the league's transaction-wise from Art Stapleton. Both Alexander and Patton played in the USFL with the Pittsburgh Maulers and former giant scout Chris Watts now with the Steelers was the GM of the Maulers. Very, very nice tidbit of information there. And now we go to the final day experience that we were at giants training camp, which was day. Oh, you already did this, right? You already said this day 10 thing. Um, But yeah, Tuesday, Daniel Jones still ends up throwing three interceptions. Two of them were his fault. Even though it's an extremely light practice and they were going maybe 50% or less, I, again, said this in the recap video for it, I don't understand it. Leonard Williams, who was the best guy in training camp out of any Giants so far, had a rest day while Josh Zudu missed his second practice in a row, most likely meaning he will not be playing against the Pats tomorrow I'm recording this or on Thursday. I don't know when you're listening. Tyrod Taylor continues to look really good at training camp. So again, the Tyrod Taylor stands or the... Daniel Jones will fail stands or the Tyrod Taylor will start or whatever you are. If you're, you know, one of those people, then I guess your argument is becoming stronger and stronger by the day. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I think Daniel Jones is going to be a starter at this point. They need to see what they have in that guy. Um, and I think they're going to, he's going to be the starter no matter how bad he is in training camp. Kadarius Tony uh, was not practicing in like a full session. I guess you could say on Tuesday, even though it was a light session, the second half of 11 on 11s, he just disappeared basically. Uh, so he's been uh, at a very low, um, like, uh, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Not like a work rate, work, but a low. Oh, I was going to say work. <laughs> workload, workload. He's been in a very low, uh, probably easier workload than a lot of other players. Dable said the reps in Thursday's preseason opener will depend on the player. He doesn't whoa, have a preset whoa, number. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you out. Can we like mention Tony? Like that doesn't scare you at all about Kadarius Tony. I mean, Kadarius like, Tony is a delicate player. He needs he needs <laughs> managing with his workload. Him and Galladay are always funny enough working out together, right? With the like wide receivers coaches, and it's so funny because well, Kenny Galladay doesn't ever freaking stretch at practice. Oh, he doesn't need stretching. He's getting paid seventy two million dollars to stretch. 
Um, he never stretches. And Kadarius Tony doesn't finish full practices. So I guess they have a good relationship of not actually going crazy in practice. Like, I, I don't. But let, let's stay with Kadarius Tony here. So he was going full trying practicing moment uh, for the first half of training camp. And now he's only practicing half, if not even less than that. So this scares me. Is this injury troubles again? Is it him just not wanting to do the work? Because if he doesn't want to do the work, then he shouldn't be the Giants first round pick and wide receiver. It's, it's scaring me, Alex. I'm sorry. I might be overreacting, but I want to see Kadarius Tony on that field. For an entire two-hour practice, am I asking too much out of an NFL wide receiver for him to practice for two freaking hours? Let's see how he does in the game. Let's see how he performs on Thursday, uh, and let's see how he does the rest of preseason. Not going to rush to judgment so I see these guys on the field against another team that's not the Giants' defense. Going back to what I was saying before, uh, Dable said the reps in Thursday's preseason opener will depend on the player. He doesn't have a preset number of reps in mind. Uh, but he, Dan Duggan said he wouldn't expect the starters to play that much. Injured players unlikely to play. Matt Breida, running back. Wide receiver David Sills. Tight end Ricky Seals-Jones. Linebacker Carter Coughlin. And cornerback Rodarius Williams. Uh, O-lineman or offensive guard Josh Zudu is questionable. Depth chart notes um, in terms of the starting O-line uh, or the second team and third team O-line. Uh, this was the second team O-line. So left tackle was Hamilton. Left guard Douglas. Center Bredesen. Uh, right guard Garcia, right tackle McGinn. Uh, third team was left tackle uh, Mbetica, left guard Rivas, center McGinn, right guard Smith, and right tackle Holden. Uh, and defensive lineman uh, Jalen Holmes replaced Leonard Williams, who didn't practice. Second team DBs was Heslop, uh, Jaquette, Dorsey, Corker, and Thompson. Third team was Chris Evans, corner, uh, Gilbert, Cordell Flott, uh, Adams and meter, meters, I guess you want to say meters. Yeah, meters. Um, and then CJ Board was the first kick returner. Richie James was the first punt returner. So that's kind of your depth chart or your kind of second, third team depth chart things from Tuesday. Josh, let's let's wrap this up with three players we're looking forward to seeing uh, on Thursday against the Patriots. I'll let you start. Sure, I'll start. Um, I want to say that, uh, unfortunately, no, you do not get the full Giants versus Patriots preseason game one preview that I know you were all hoping for, you know, like a hour long preview to this preseason game. No, uh, just playing around. But yeah, the, the preview we will give you is three players we're looking forward to. And I feel like I'm going to sound really basic with these and it sucks, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm sorry, I have to say it, Daniel Jones. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does because I want to see if he can actually not throw an interception in a preseason game and if he's on his grind. Is it just because he's throwing these interceptions because he's just playing around and it's kind of like he's not fully trying and it's his own team so he doesn't really care? So that's why he's throwing all these picks or am I going to see more of the same in an actual preseason game or will he step it up and get some completions? He's our starting quarterback. I want to see it on the field. He's been looking like a backup recently. So Daniel Jones is first. Next on my list is Wandell Robinson. Very explosive, shifty, quick. Obviously, as we saw in college, but so far in training camp, I've seen it too with these quick juke moves as well. Had a really good play in Giants Fan Fest. That's my number two guy. So since I did two offensive guys, I want to end my third with a defensive player. And 
Who will I want to see? Let me think about this, actually. I want to I wanna think about this. I guess I can say that I am looking forward to, on defense, seeing, let's say, Darnay Holmes. In the beginning of training camp, Darnay Holmes, if you remember, had like those four games in a row or forward practices in a row with a turnover or three practices in a row with a turnover. Um, the, after that point, it's kind of been like a little under the radar, not as highly talked about. See what he can do in this preseason game. So I'm excited to see Darnay Holmes, Daniel Jones, and Wandell Robinson in this game on Thursday. Alex, how about you? As soon as this question was posed, I thought of three players immediately, and that's who I'm going to go with. So on offense, I'm going to go with Evan Neal. Looked a little sluggish so far getting off the line in training camp. How is he going to do in an actual game environment? Kayvon Thibodeau, is he going to look as explosive, as dominant as he has in training camp uh, in an actual game scenario? And third, Aaron Robinson, how is he going to hold up on the outside um, after his you know, reasonably good performances over the past few days, at least when we were there? So those are the three guys I'm really excited to see. Uh, as soon as you put that question down, I was like, those are the guys uh, that I want to see. Uh, of course, Daniel Jones, but I kind of wanted to talk uh, more about those guys. I thought they're more interesting. But yeah, that, that's who I have. All right, so I wrote that down. We'll keep that in our heads throughout the game on Thursday, and then I guess report back to you after. Um, Alex, I get, do you want to like, I don't know if we give our plans out now, but I assume since that game will be on Thursday, we'll probably have an episode out either early, either like after the game, sort of either thir- uh, Friday or I don't know if we'll do over the weekend. It's probably either Friday or um, early next week, I want to say, right? Does that Does that sound good for an episode? Yeah, I'd say that maybe we'll do like a YouTube video uh, after the game or something and then like a episode later, something like that. Yeah, maybe um, an episode. I think, you know what? Probably maybe not like an episode it. on a Monday, but a yeah. YouTube video like on exactly. Friday or something. something because like Sunday is also the last open practice. So we can recap the game in the next episode and also the final Giants open practice. So, yeah. So I think planning we'll do that. There you go. Planning on the spot. Planning live for you listening right now. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're past the 40 minute mark in this episode. So I'm going to kind of start to wrap it up here. We thank you so much for listening to this episode. Some other ways you can help support us. I've already mentioned it. But yes, like Alex was saying, YouTube videos, we're uploading daily. We're uploading a lot, a lot, a lot. We're using the summertime out of school to, you know, give it give us advantages here on the YouTube game. So please subscribe. We're posting really daily. I said it like five times. Oh, my God. Giant Take YouTube channel. Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. It's the same username for TikTok, and then a little different for Instagram and Facebook. It's the Giant Take Podcast. Nothing, nothing crazy though. At Joshua twenty nine on Twitter to follow me. At Anorian twenty three to follow Alex on Twitter, and then to find more places to listen to this podcast besides your favorite few, maybe Apple Podcast, Spotify, maybe Pandora, maybe Odyssey. Um, you can go to shipitstudios.com slash the Giant Take, and that. With, uh, and then subscribe on those platforms. Drop us five stars in, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you're able to. really helps us out. If I spoke too fast there, don't worry. You can go into the podcast notes of this episode, and that same info will be found there. Alex, let's wrap this one up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. It's been a blast. Uh, very fun past few days, uh, and we can't wait to continue uh, this upcoming season with the good and the bad. Peace.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.